wanted from this beautiful. <laughs> you know, um, Lays, um, thank you for sharing because uh, just that scripture, Isaiah 60 verse 1 comes to mind about, you know, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So, you know, the glory of God is just doing a work within you, sister. And um, exciting times ahead. I mean, just with you just coming out and sharing and singing the song with our sisters. Um, it's just, you know, God is just doing such a work and he's broken something over you that you're going to be launched forward. Amen. Welcome. Good morning, church. My church family. Good morning. Um, look, uh, I just want to, um, before I start, I just want to do something different. Is um, Joshua here? Okay. Oh, okay. No worries. Um, look, uh, Pastor Brad and Sarah, they actually um, send their love. They're also uh, a bit unwell as well, um, Savannah and, and, um, and Zara. So... They're not able to make it. They don't want to infect anybody. <laughs> so, look, um, just really praise God. Um, who's been enjoying the revival message? Yeah, it's been awesome, eh? Um, and I've had the privilege of preaching the last message of revival. Um, and, you know, it's good to get a different perspective from, from all the different speakers about revival. Amen. Um, before we start, um, let's pray. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're continuing to do a work in us, Father. And I just pray that um, I thank you, Lord, that I'm just a vessel, that you just bless this word, anoint your word, Father God, as it goes forth and it just blesses and ministers to others. Lord, that we not just be hearers of your word, but we be doers of your word. So, Lord, um, as this word just goes forth, Father God, that, Lord, that we just desire, Lord, just to uh, do your will and to, and to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, hello, Josh. Joshua doesn't know that we're doing this, so I just want to um, just acknowledge you and just to thank you, and we just want to just bless you. Is it okay if you just come up? Woohoo! Now, with Joshua, this is his last service um, for today. I know. Oh. But we want to just do, um, just to thank you. You know, just, just give him a hand. <laughs> Joshua has actually served faithfully, um, just not in the worship team, um, as well as with the youth as well. Um, I do have a story because um, we had... Um, my niece actually came and stayed with us uh, only for a short period of time, and I kind of forced her to get her shoes. Um, but anyway, she really enjoyed it. And, um, and she said, oh, I really enjoyed you. The leaders are so awesome, so real, so caring. So thank you. And um, just with Joshua, because he commutes from the Gold Coast an hour each way. So I believe that, you know, um, he's going to look for a local church that he's going to impact that community and, and God's going to use you powerfully. Amen. So let's pray. Let's stand our hand. Lord, we just thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for, for Joshua, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that he has served faithfully. We thank you, Father God, that 
You know, as he's been faithful in the small, Father God, that you're entrusting to him greater and bigger things, Father God. So I just pray for your favor and your blessings and, and your awesomeness upon his life, that he will do so well, that he will be so successful, Father God. And Lord, that he will continue to press into you to the high calling that you have in store for him. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to pray also. Uh, Father, we just thank you for Joshua, Lord God, and what he's brought to Forever House, Lord Father. Father, you called him to be a mountain people, Lord God, and you put a royal, Lord God, in him, Lord Father, for this new season, Lord Father. Father, we thank him. Uh, we thank you for him, Lord Father, and this calling and this gifting that you put in him, Lord Father, as a reformer, as a, as a leader, Lord God, of, the, of this next generation, Lord Father, as you bring about a great harvest, Lord God, and the outpouring of the Spirit in this great new season ahead. Father, as he enters into this new chapter, Lord God, as he grows from level to level, strength to strength, and glory to glory, that you continue to bless him, that he continues to lead, uh, lean into you, Lord God, and discovers that um, and he always has you as his first love, Lord Father. And even though the devil may try to uh, take, uh, distract him, uh, Lord Father, of the things of this world, Lord God, but I really do believe that you're really um, setting in him a deep conviction, Lord God, and an, uh, and, and an example, Lord Father, a demonstration of your power, Lord Father, this season coming ahead. So bless him, Lord, bless everything that you that he does with his hands, and uh, and we bless him, Lord, and we thank you mightily, Lord God, for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. know that you need revival when life gets really hard, you want to quit, not happy, the constant strain in your marriage or in your relationship with others. You know you need revival when you're feeling complacent, tired of doing the same routine, living paycheck to paycheck. You know that you need revival when you're constantly worried about the pressures of life nearly every day or, you know, just worried about what people will think or the expectations that's placed upon you, you can't sleep because your mind is ruminating, thinking about what's going to go wrong, will go wrong. You know you need revival when you're watching endless series of Netflix for hours <laughs> or you're just spending some, so much time distracted and occupied with social media, PlayStation, gaming, because that's your escapism. You know, you need revival when you can't seem to overcome addictions and you give in too easily to the peer pressure and the temptations. You find it hard to let go. Who knows what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I believe that this season, that I believe that people are coming out of survival mode into revival mode. Amen. Come on. And you know... Um, Apostle Jane Hammond, she's one of the CI ministers who, who's actually spoken here before. Um, and she spoke here, I think at the Dominion Conference last year, but she gave a prophetic word for 2019. And one of those words that she shared, that there will be a shift from survival to revival. And God really impressed that in my heart this morning. 
that as individuals and as a church, that we're going through the transition stages with lots of changes. And I believe that people are shifting from survival to revival, from the old into the new, from lack into plenty, from fear into boldness. Come on. From victim mindset into becoming victorious, from anxiety into peace. Because God is pouring new wine into the new wineskin. In Acts 2.17, it says, In the last days that God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people, upon each one of us. So, But we've got to be open. Come on, guys, we've got to be open. And we've got to shift from that survival mode into revival mode. We've got to shift our thinking. We've got to shift our attitude. Amen. We've got to let go of the old ways and allow God to pour his spirit upon us. You know, we've got to, in Colossians, it says, set your minds on the things above, not on the earthly things. Amen. So I thought I'd just remind you of just the definition of revival, which I'm sure that you already heard from Pastor Brad. Solomon and Apostle um, Julie. Um, so I thought I'd just refresh your memory. So revival means to return to life, a spiritual awakening, to quicken, restore and renew hope and confidence, to activate or set things into motion, to make operative or valid again, to recover, to rejuvenate, reactivate, resuscitate and revitalize. Revival also means to recover or return from a state of neglect. Revival refers to a spiritual awakening from a state of dormancy or stagnation in the life of a believer. Revival also includes improvement in the condition, strength or fortunes of someone or something. But I guess the question for us this morning, do we really want revival for ourselves personally? Do we want to be renewed, reactivated? and revitalize? Are we actually desperate for change? Are we willing to move from survival to revival? Because you know, change isn't easy. Are we hungry for that spiritual awakening in our lives? Are we willing to make that sacrifice? Are we willing? Because I mean, that's a choice, yeah? Because um, revival is not just a series of outpouring of God's spirit and having just numerous crusade meetings and having hundreds of people getting saved. I mean, yeah, that is revival, but where I'm coming from this morning is that personal, I'll be sharing about personal revival, which is similar to what Apostle Judy had ministered last week. Because I believe revival must be personal and experienced by each individual. Because the church will be stronger as an individual person is made strong. Yeah, you believe that? The church will be stronger as the individual person is made strong. You know, I'd rather have a small church filled with Christians who are Holy Spirit filled, on fire, zealous, amen, victorious for God than a church filled with 5,000 people. You only come to church on Sundays when they feel like it, or only come to church just to tick the box. And then from Monday to Saturday, they live like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> or they only come to church just to spectate. They don't want to be used. They want to be involved. They don't want to be used to get blessed, to bless others. Come on, I'm just being real. You no, know, they just want to live a lukewarm, 
complacent consumerism life. Does that represent the army of God? No. Because we are called to be effective, Holy Spirit-filled, on fire, zealous, victorious disciples who love God. And we are growing from strength to strength and from glory to glory. I just want to share that forever house, we are on the move. Amen. We're shifting gears in the spiritual realm. And I believe that as leaders, it is our responsibility that God wants us to, to activate, equip, and train his people in their calling so that we can be, make a difference, so that we can be the answer, so we can be the solution. Amen. We can be the light to the darkness. So, you know, we are not spectators. Amen. We are participators in the kingdom of God. And that is the season that we are in. And just like when Chris um, messaged saying that he was unwell this morning, man, I just praise God for Sarah. He just stepped in, amen, at the last minute. And that's been equipped and trained, amen. We are moving. We are the army of God. And as, as I was preparing for this message, I was so preaching to myself because there have been times that I've needed revival myself as we've been going through just the season of change, not only as a church, as a couple, but as an individual, as we've been navigating into our new role as, as pastors. And But, you know, we're, we've been busy pressing into God, we've been busy with back-to-back -back meetings with people, with partner leaders, but we're really excited what God is actually doing. Amen? What God is doing here. He is moving things around, realigning things, he's restructuring, he's changing things around. And I just be honest, you know, it hasn't been easy. It's been very stretching for us. But we're we're expecting and we're just trusting in God along the way because he's been really faithful. And you know, we're excited because we're just learning so much as lead pastors and, and we're excited for for what's ahead. Because as an old season comes to an end a new season, a new start, a new beginning comes in. Just like the end of the day finishes and we look forward to the new day. Amen. So we're entering into great times for Forever House and as individuals, you know, we're coming into a new season, new beginnings, new start. So it's going to be awesome. So like Apostle Jane, you know, she also shared that for this year, 2019, that nine, is such a significant number because it symbolizes not only the, the natural physical birthing of a new baby after nine months, but also the spiritual birthing of new things. Yeah, amen. And I love the scripture in Psalms 127, unless the Lord builds his house, the builders lay, labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds his house, the builders labor in vain. And uh, we need God to build his house. Amen. Not rely on the old way of doing things or rely on our own strength or else we're going to get worried and burnt out. Amen. Anyway, um, I received a prophetic word that someone had prayed over me about a month ago. And um, when this person had prayed over me, I was expecting something more, something greater, something really amazing, like give me ideas and strategies on how to grow this church to this church to 1,000 members or give me strategies on how to impact the community or how to save hundreds of people. 
But no, you only gave me a scripture. <laughs> and this scripture is the scripture that you hear time and time again. But, you know, I thought God specifically said to me, this scripture is, gonna, is the key to unlock what I had for you. And prayerfully it will do the same for you guys as well. And Jesus said, come to me. Rest in me. Be at peace with me. Don't strain. Don't strive. Just take my yoke and learn from me. And then I will download to you ideas and strategies as you spend time in my presence. Amen. So the scripture um, for this message we're going to look at is Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And so this this scripture I'm going to unpack a bit. Amen. So it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I believe that this is one of the keys to help us to go from survival mode to revival. Amen. So this scripture powerfully starts off with Jesus saying, Come to me. Jesus is inviting us to come to him. Like a parent to a child, come, 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 come to me. Jesus is saying, Tina, come to me. Joshua, come to me. Leroy, come, come to me. It's personal, yeah, and it's intimate. And I see the word come to me is like an action word. It's an invitation. Jesus is saying, Come to me this morning. I am your rock. Amen. I'm your refuge and your safety. Yeah, I'm your tower of strength. Come to me. I'm your savior. I'm the forgiver of your sins. Come to me. I am your peace. I'm your redeemer. I am more than enough. I'm the healer of your body, the healer of your soul. Come to me. I'm the love of your heart. Come to me. I am your deliverer. Come to me, I'm your source. Come to me, I'm your everything. Amen. So Jesus is saying, come to me all who are weary, all who are burdened, all who are stressed out, all who are burnt out, all who are anxious, all who are fearful, all who are fatigued, all who are lost, all who are depressed. Come to me, all who are angry, who are hopeless, worthless, Feeling worthless, come on, feeling worn out. Man, I can relate to this. Amen. And when we're feeling like this, sometimes we tend to run to other things, to other substitutes, to other vices other than Jesus to make us feel better. We run to unhealthy relationships, we run to social media, and especially addictions just to make us feel good, to help cope with that inner pain. But it's only temporary happiness, yeah? And afterwards you start going down, down, downhill, which leads to ruined relationships, ruined finances and health. But Jesus is saying, come to me, because I can heal that pain. I can heal that hurt. You'll find rest and peace and that love that will sustain you long term, not temporarily. Amen. And then there are some Christians who are battle-weary, warfaring against the enemy, praying those same prayers over and over again, but yet there's been little or no change, and then disappointment sets in, and then you just want to quit. But Jesus is saying, come to me, 
because he's working it all out for you, even if it doesn't manifest in the physical realm. You know, but the blessing is in the process. You know, just because you don't say don't don't give up or harden your heart, but just continue to seek God and love Him because God is still good regardless. Come on, God is still good regardless. You know, sometimes we don't know why. You know, sometimes we don't know why we don't have children, myself and uh, Thomas. But you know, I just see it as like you guys are all my spiritual children. Here we are. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't stop there because we've got to focus on the amazing things that God has really done in your life already. Because God is still good. Amen. And Isaiah 40 29, he says, He gives strength to the weary and power to the weak. You know, Jesus promises that as you come to him, he will give you rest. You know, it mentions rest twice in that scripture. Rest is not only physically seizing work and movement to relax, but rest also means being at peace in your body, in your mind, in your thoughts, and your emotion. Rest also means being content and filled with satisfaction. You know, when people turn to other things other than Jesus, they end up quite dissatisfied. You know what I'm talking about? They're searching for that fulfillment, for that purpose. Whatever they do, whatever that they turn to, it doesn't satisfy them. It doesn't fulfill them. It's not enough. They're always searching. Do you know anyone like that? Yeah. They're always searching for something just to fill that void. Or else they just become restless. They can't relax. They can't rest. But Jesus is saying, come to me. Because in John 6.35 it says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Amen? Yeah. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Uh, I just want to give an illustration. So Jesus illustrates the way we ought to live by using the example of an oxen being yoked together. Okay? So the yoke is like a wooden beam that goes around the neck of the oxen, which secures submission and surrender, which brings them under the farmer's control and direction. So a farmer, when he wants to break a young ox, would yoke it to an experienced mature ox with most of the burden and the load on the mature ox. And that way, the younger ox learned the process of getting the work done without bearing much of the burden. Amen. So as long as the younger ox followed the older ox, everything was fine. So when the older ox eats, the younger ox what eats as well. So when the older ox puts its head up, the younger ox had to do the same because the wooden yoke would painfully force the younger ox to put its head up, even if it didn't want to. So when the older ox rested and lied down, the yoke forced the younger ox to lie down and rest. Amen. And when the older ox would plough the field, the younger ox ploughed the field as well. However, if the younger ox decides to speed up or lag behind, take its time, the work became a lot more difficult, painful and tiring for the younger ox. Do you know that that can be us sometimes? 
try to speed up the process, try to run ahead of Jesus, try to do things our own strength, or rely on our own understanding, or we strive and we get busy just to make things happen, and as a result, we become weary and burdensome, yeah? Or on the other hand, if we lag behind, is, you know, by being complacent, we can't be bothered going to church, or we harbour that unforgiveness, or we have this negative critical mindset which hinders and slows us down from moving forward. I believe that only by keeping pace with the older ox, which represents Jesus Christ, could the younger ox, which represents us, can complete the day's work without collapsing from exhaustion. Amen. See, when we are yoked to Jesus, we keep pace. He carries the heavy burden. He carries the load in our problems. We don't carry them. But sometimes we do end up carrying it ourselves because we think we're Jesus. <laughs> oh, he's not quick enough. But like the younger ox, we should be casting all our burdens upon him. We've got to trust in Jesus. Amen. Let's be yoked to him. So like the younger ox following and mimicking the older ox movement, we need to be doing the same by the leading and prompting of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit prompts us to pray and intercede for someone, we pray. When God prompts us to spend time with him and worship instead of being occupied with social media or with distractions, we spend that time in his presence. Amen. No, we're living in the, the times where it's easy just to be so distracted in, in, in history. This is, we're living in the times of distraction. I, I heard somebody say, if the devil can't destroy you, he can distract you. Amen, so true. So when the Holy Spirit wants us to encourage someone by calling them, we pick up that phone and we give them a call and encourage them because most of the time they need it. Amen. When God wants us to give a prophetic word or an encouraging word to someone that you see at the shopping centre, you know, we encourage you to do so because that person will be so blessed because out of obedience we mature and we grow stronger and stronger. We are in partnership with Jesus. That is revival. Amen. Because when we take that yoke of Christ upon us, we are yoked to him. We are in partnership with Jesus. We are joining our hearts and our minds with him. We are obedient and we come under submission through his guidance and direction that we learn from him. We work together with him by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We hear his prompting. We hear him speak to us because it's easier. Amen. It's working smarter, not harder. And the yoke is easy and the burden is light. See, Jesus is, gem is gentle and humble at heart. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He's not a hard taskmaster. Jesus doesn't condemn you. He forgives you. But he wants to take your burden, but only if we let him. Amen. And you know, sometimes we don't want to take on Jesus' yoke. You know why? We don't want to be yoked to him. There's some people that just don't want to be yoked to him because they find it hard to submit. They don't want to be restricted. <laughs> they want to do their own thing. 
you know, they don't want to work in partnership with Jesus because they think that they know best. And we've been to see that Jesus' yoke is too hard, that being a Christian is too hard, it's too burdensome, it's too hard to follow the word of God. Yeah? It's a killjoy, it's, it's some of the people's perception. But, you know, it's like, for example, when Jesus says no to that girl or to that guy that you're with, Jesus said no, because I've got the very best for you. Amen. You know, I am preparing the very best for you. And she's going to, or he's, it's going to be all that and much more. Preacher Jenny. She's going to be patient. Amen. Because that person that you're with at the moment is going to lead you down to the road of destruction. So we don't want to take Jesus' joke because we think we know it all. We don't want to surrender or submit. We perceive it as too restricting. Amen. I don't know, it's a bit quiet now. <laughs> Come on. Um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? If you don't want to take Jesus' yoke, then the devil will happily put his yoke upon you. Come on. Because when the devil places that yoke on you, it's burdensome, it's heavy, you feel inadequate, you're not enough, not good enough, you're filled with fear, filled with failure. The devil places a yoke, a yoke of guilt and shame, the yoke of expectations, the yoke of addictions, the yoke of that temporary happiness that doesn't sustain you. Come on, and then you end up being in survival mode. Amen, you hear what I'm saying? And I remember the last time I preached here, I preached about the story of Martha and Mary, you guys can remember, and how I can so relate to Martha because she's a doer, she's a taskmaster, task focus. I can be a bit of a taskmaster at times. At times. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, you know, she's busy. Um, and I've learned along the way to relax. Thomas always says to me, Relax, okay? Just rest. <laughs> um, and, and so he keeps me in check and, and being in the presence of God. But I just wanted to share my own personal experience because um, I, I shared it previously when I was uh, preaching um, that I experienced a major kind of burnout breakdown in my life and I was so fatigued and stressed out, my body started to shut down and, you know, I was just juggling so many things, expectations, work and, and ministry that ended up in hospital. And um, so that was years ago. And to be honest, after that I experienced a couple of more burnouts. Don't judge me. <laughs> but it's not as bad as the first, okay? But that was mostly related to my line of work, my personality, learning a lot about myself and figuring out my belief systems along the way. Um, but I praise God that I'm a work in progress, amen. Like um, my sister um, Leilani was saying, we're a work in progress. In Philippians 1, it says, be confident with this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out into the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
And I praise God that I've learned to put in some strategies and wisdom in place, trusting in Jesus more so before I get to that point of uh, burnout. But, you know, in my line of work, I love my job, you know, I'm like the jack of all trades, you know, um, can be quite demanding like most jobs that, that we're in. But I'm like the one-stop shop for my patients. Sometimes the needs and demands of a few of my patients can take me out of my scope of practice as a nurse. So I could be a cleaner, I could be a taxi driver, I could be a Centrelink officer, I could be a counsellor, marriage counsellor. I am everything. But over the years, like I mentioned, I've learned a bit of wisdom and put boundaries in place just to lighten my workload and by giving the responsibility back to my patients. Amen. So they don't ring me at half past four in the afternoon, on Friday afternoon before I go home saying, oh, I'm homeless, can you find me a job? And then I kind of ask some questions. Oh, how come, you know, you're homeless? Where's your money? Oh, I spent it. On what? Drugs. And so I say, well, here, I'll give you the homeless number. You can give them a call. Okay, because it's about them taking that responsibility because I'm not running around like a headless chicken at uh, Friday afternoon. Amen. I mean, I mean, that's their choice. But anyway, so over the years, um, I just want to talk about my job. Um, you know, I face major incidents with concerning my patients where they've committed serious crimes murder, aggravated robbery, and one of them suicided. And it was such a, a really stressful and um, emotional time for me. And not only did my heart go out to my patients, but my mind was a battlefield. I just felt, I just felt the yoke of failure and, and a, you know, just feeling inadequate, where I was just constantly thinking, man, I, I should have done this. I should have done that. I could have prevented this from happening. This I should have, could have, would have, you know. And Jesus was saying to me, just come come to me with your problem. But that time, that time I was just dwelling on the problem, the disappointment, and trying to solve it myself. I was trying to take matters in my own hands. I was, you know, trying to figure it out. And I doubted whether God was able to take care of this. But, you know, I realised that the more I dwell on that yoke of failure, the more despaired I became. And I had to realise that it wasn't my fault, that it was their choice. Yeah? And, um, and that, my, that they chose that pathway. And sometimes we've got to go through the process. It's all in the process when we go through trials and tribulations that God is changing us for the better, changing our character, making us stronger. So when, especially when we're just being refined and during those challenging times, we're running to Him. And um, so I was able to find rest for myself by surrendering to Jesus through prayer, through ministry, through counselling and self-care, self-care. So, you know, I, I see a, a, a counsellor, paid counsellor, you know, um, now and then, just keep me in check. Not even Jesus keeps me in check, my husband keeps me in check, but I've got someone that keeps me accountable because we're so busy just giving, giving, giving out. Amen. Um, 
so in that way I'm not taking on that heavy load. Because Jesus said, I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So just note there's an S at the end of soul. It's souls. Souls represent your body, your will, your emotion, and your intellect. And, you know, sometimes your body, you could be relaxing, you know, just lying down or watching Netflix or lying down at the beach, but your mind could be just going 100 miles an hour, just thinking, thinking, thinking. And, um, but that's not rest. And, and with those troubled thoughts, it leads to negative emotions, to anxiety, to fear, to depression. So it becomes that cycle. You've got to learn to start with changing the way you think. And think only on things that brings life. Amen. We need to think the way Jesus thinks. We need to transform and renew our minds. It's constant. It's constant. Amen. In Psalm 62, 5 and 8, it says, Find rest on my soul in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depends on God. He is my mighty rock my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Amen. So we've got to find rest in our souls. Find rest in your souls means you need a bit of self-care. Amen. Like find a hobby, you know, find something that's therapeutic. Find something that you enjoy that's not going to drain you. You know, I remember, um, I, I actually enrolled in a flower arrangement class. Man, that was just so out. It was like not what I would normally do, but it was good. It was different. I, I learned something new. That was quite therapeutic. And sometimes we need to go hang out with some good friends, karaoke, have a bit of a dance, <laughs> you know, have a good holiday. And, you know, sometimes it's good to go to the gym or exercise story of my life because um, exercise it actually releases chemicals called endorphins and it helps depression and makes you healthy it's the best antidepressant because when you're chronically stressed weary and burdened the body releases stress hormones called cortisol so if the body is constantly under stress releasing those stress hormones it actually leads that person to developing um, health issues, diabetes, heart disease, stroke. And sometimes we've just got to lighten the load, but just, I think another thing we need to do, not only self-care, we've got to learn to say no. Everybody say no. 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 Um, because it's putting boundaries in place. Because if we keep saying yes, 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 you know, to everybody, to people's demands, expectations, then we're going to get distracted from what's more important. You know, you can't please people. Even as myself and Tom has been going through this transition stage, we just can't please everybody. Amen. And that's just going to keep you, you know, just to take on that yoke of, of easiness and that burden becomes light. If I can just have the the worship team up here, the whole worship team, please, as we're just about to end. So Jesus is saying, Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
learn from me. Because when you yoke with Jesus, you learn from him. We imitate him. He's, he teaches you how to be effective. He teaches you to become disciplined. He teaches you how to overcome sin. He gives us revelations on how to have that peace of mind and renewed mind. He gives you that strategy on how to lead a successful life, how to make a marriage work, how to raise your children, how to lead your church to impact the community, how to overcome the enemy. Jesus will teach you how to revive yourself through the leading and the filling of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Who believes that this morning? You know, today there's some of us, or one or two, or one, who may be just carrying that burden of guilt, carrying that burden of shame and rejection, burdens of doubt, regret, burdens of unforgiveness, and bitterness, but Jesus is gentle and he is humble in heart. God's words are not burdensome. And Jesus is saying, Come, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Amen. Let's just sing the song, let's just. Uh, just worship and just be in the presence of God. It's up to you whether you want to stand or sit or come to the front. We're just going to worship. We're just going to believe that God's just going to refresh your souls, refresh your heart, refresh your mind as we cast all our cares upon Him.
breaking and, and, and just the water just rushing through, just flowing through. Amen. And, and just water just represents the Holy Spirit just refreshing. We believe for miracles, signs and wonders. Amen. Amen. If you feel that you need to go, that's absolutely fine. But if you just want to soak in God's presence, that, that's absolutely fine as well. Amen. See you on Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place, Lord Father. Father, have your way, Lord God. Father, as you detach us from our distractions, Lord God, of this world. Father, as you unhook, Lord Father, the, the soul ties, the, the emotional ties that we have, or the ideals, or the family motor, motives that we may have that are not of you, Lord God. And Father, you refresh us today, Lord Father. You refresh us with your word, your spirit, peace, and rest fall upon us, Lord Father, this morning. We thank you, Lord. I just saw that uh, that dam blow out, uh, break open, and God just pouring out this refreshing water over everybody, over your minds, over your eyes. And as you would open up to the Holy Spirit in this place, He's washing your minds, your eyes, and, and your face uh, with refreshing water, with His Word. And just clearing your mind of the worries of this world. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Father, that you are untying us and you're taking off the yoke of this world. But Father, we surrender ourselves to you afresh this morning, Lord God, in partnership, Lord Father, in what you're wanting to do in our lives, giving us purpose, reassurance, and fulfillment, Lord God, and the things of you, Lord God, because in you we find purpose and fulfillment, significance and worth, joy and happiness. We thank you, Lord. We're in our weakness, Lord Father. You are our strength. And Holy Spirit, just have your way in this place. Bless us, Lord God, as we go out from here. Lord God, that you continue to speak to us, minister to us, realign us, Lord God, out from survival into revival. Give us a heart of passion. Give us our first love again. We thank you, Lord. Your yoke is light. We thank you for your joy and your peace. Awesome. Well, we're just going to continue to worship one more time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Because I believe that God is speaking to us. God is just speaking to each one of us here. Amen. Let's just continue to worship.